2: you're listening to the kitchen garden magazine podcast your fortnightly fix of gardening features advice and chat subscribe and follow us now to never miss an episode okay, yeah well hello, hello folks um welcome to our second live stream our second q a session uh, i had great fun doing the last one so um we're looking right to forward to watch this watch one surprise. we're um, going to talk to you a little bit first about what we're doing on the slot at the moment and um, chat you through what we're doing on our allotments what jobs you might be um, what jobs you can do on yours and um, and then answer any of your questions if you wanted to um, follow the link and uh, post onto our live stream here so hello folks i'm here with tony and emma how are you doing yeah good and um so what are you doing on your plots at the moment? I have to say, with all the rain and everything, I'm not doing an awful lot. <laughs> I think I spent Saturday watching films rather than being out and about on the, uh, on the plot, if I'm honest. But um, Sunday a lot better. Got out there and did a bit of tidying up. It seems to be raking leaves at the moment. It's my, my, my main job. Raking leaves and composting. Um But, uh, yeah, not much else going on at the moment. Got a few crops going on, but I don't know if you've got anything growing at the moment.
3: I've I've sown a few things in the greenhouse border. Um, You know, salad leaves, spinach. um, What else have I done? Coriander. Just literally where I've taken the tomatoes out, I've just tidied it up, cleaned up the belt, the border. Just sown short rows. I just want some sort of, just some little leaves. I'm not waiting for them to get mature. I'm just going to harvest them when they're small leaves. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I sowed them last week and they're already through, so it's going quick. It's quite warm in the greenhouse when the sun gets on it.
2: Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, still really warm. Surprising, just just a little bit of sun. It really, really does heat up. I had to rush out and open the windows when I thought it wasn't yeah. going to. Yeah, I've got a few salad let's throw in. I've got them outside sewed about a month ago or three weeks ago. Um so just outside the back door I've got a little raised bed and that's quite nice to be able to pop out and cut a few salads, isn't it? Just um or we'll pick a few I, leaves. Yeah. Um yeah. Oh. So, uh.
1: just
2: in the, just checking the um, questions. We're getting a few questions in. Oh, um, okay. What oh. those in amongst, um, amongst our chat? Um, we've got a question from Valerie. Um, I think she's trying to grow some rosemary. Taking she's taken some rosemary. Looks like she's taken some rosemary cuttings and got some roots. So that's good. Now you can take them. Um, in the autumn and just pop them in a glass of water I think you'll get get some roots growing um but what to do next so I guess putting them into some potting compost and growing them on this time of year wouldn't plant them out straight away
3: No. Them in small pots I think in a greenhouse or cold frame or you know if you've got a porch or something I don't know whether or if you've got a sheltered part of the garden they might be all right but They're quite young, aren't they? So if you have a sort of severe winter, very wet winter, and they're outside, they might struggle a bit. Yeah, Yeah. don't
1: overwater them. Don't get them too soggy.
2: No, that's right. I always put a little bit of extra grit in compost for for things, herbs like rosemary, rosemary and lavender, that sort of thing. So it's nice and free draining. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're too. I think, in fact, in the next issue, uh, December issue, we've got a little bit on um, on growing some herbs like that, a um, little bit of advice on that. So Valerie might
1: want to look out for that. Mm. Our December issue. Have you have you ever grown any from seed? No, That's quite tricky. I you know herbs like thyme. I've managed it, but it's 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 hard to get them going. I I've, I've tried some oregano not so long ago and they failed on me. But uh, I have managed time in the past, but obviously yeah. when you come to pricking out, it's really, really delicate job. <laughs> oh but, yeah. Um, you know, it's better it's better to take a cutting really or get, get one from the guards centre that's that's small and you can you can pot on. But you yeah. can have a bit of fun sewing them trying trying it out. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah yeah i think we've often given away time seeds with um kitchen mm. gardens I have, i've had a, had a bash at them before um things like sage and only try and take a few cuttings um you know well because you get away with doing it now i guess probably i would have done it a little earlier but um mm. i find plants like that they they reju- rejuvenate rejuvenating now and again don't they Sages. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's oh. like with, with time with, with time it, it gets woody in the end doesn't it you know and uh you know, you just need to, to get some new, new stock in. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think Valerie's going to, so she's going to have a go at growing some tomatoes soon as well. So next year she's going to sow some tomatoes. So that's good. We've got, um, we've got well, we always have advice advice on tomatoes in page year, of course. Um, so that'll be early next year. Look out for a feature on those, Valerie, as well. But yeah. uh, a bit of a funny year for my tomatoes this year. Been a bit- yeah. Right, they caught up in the end we've um, been making some tomato soup i didn't think we were gonna gonna get there very slow to ripen this year i found
1: yeah i've, I've um, still got some outside ripening but they're, they're, they're coming on and if it gets a little bit warmer this week there might be a few more
2: yeah, yeah. Not quite yet then That's
1: yeah. yeah any uh, any favorite varieties Which,
2: oh, well, i've been trying some um uh, well, I, I did a lot of um, heirloom ones this year, mm. um, I've, I've, and also beef steaks. I've grown mm. one um, country taste for the first time. That's not an heirloom, I don't think. That's um, um, a newer variety. But yeah, it was really nice, really mm. nice, decent-sized tomatoes, nice flavour. Um, yeah, made quite a bit of soup this year. So although they were slow to get going. We got there at the end. You've got to be patient sometimes, haven't you? Yeah. We've yeah. got some questions in now. Um, oh, well so just a comment here from Bernadette. She says, Morning all, first new first first year grower, new first year grower, and I've loved every bit of it, even the tomato blight, because I've <laughs> learned so much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, have been hit with blight, haven't they? Um, I mean, it's just a, just one of those things. Happens every
1: year, of course. So, I've heard just, a lot it... this year about tomatoes and blight, though. It seems to be quite quite common. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's only ever hit me once, and uh, that was partly because my potatoes got absolutely devastated one year, and it got into the polytunnel as well. But um, I've heard quite a few comments lately about blight, particularly yeah. with tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, yeah, you some, didn't you have some? some, Emma? Some blight no, in your tomatoes? i had this year,
3: and I didn't think mm. that...
2: I've never had it before. No. no? No, no. It is usually, whenever I've had it, it's come from the potatoes first.
1: Mm. So I don't have
2: romaine crops anymore, very rarely. Um, mm. Just for the reason, really. Don't it spreading onto me. Not that that is a guarantee, of course, because it can just fly in from anywhere, but... um a mm. help, I think. Um, got some more. Oh, Valerie's back. She said, I've grown strawberries from seeds and it was very mm. successful. Um, mm. Good. to get fruit. So, that's another, another okay. thing to strawberries. Yeah, really good idea. Mike um, is on. He says he wants to introduce more flower colours to his garden. He's got some large alliums and daffodil bulbs and recent Morgan show ready to plant. Mm. So, yeah, I think so. That's, that's a trend, isn't it? Now growing a lot more flowers amongst the, used yeah. among to bring in the pollinators and everything.
1: Okay. Some tulips coming up to tulip planting, aren't we soon? In perhaps another month or so. Yeah,
2: that's I right. Love tulips. Yeah, well, yeah. You need to get your orders in, really, because uh, get all the best varieties, don't you? All the best varieties go from the catalogues if you don't get your orders in quickly. November to plant the
1: tulips,
3: I guess. Yeah, we've got some um, sweet Williams to plant out on the plot, and um, well, they, we had we did have some wallflowers, but unfortunately, they went to flower. They they, they just flowered really, really early when they were really oh. small, so they must have had a stress. Must have been under some sort of mm. stress. Do you know what
2: exactly the same happened to me? all Wallflower. <laughs> wallflowered. Yeah, I didn't know whether to hang on to them and just see if they would, you know, produce another flush later on. But I think they've ploughed themselves out, really.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet Williams it seemed all right. Such mm. wood. But, yeah, uh, yeah not in the wallflowers. I don't know. I think it might be in the dry weather. They perhaps didn't get enough moisture at a certain point, and it just shocked them, and then just produced flabberds.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I do enjoy planting, planting bulbs. It's kind mm. of... Almost the start of a new season again, isn't it? Really,
1: and they come up yeah, yeah. in the spring, cheers you up when there's nothing else growing. And you're almost surprised when they come up, aren't you? Because you you know they're dormant for so long, and then suddenly you know your daffodils start coming up, and your tulips, and whatever else.
2: Yeah, I love alliums.
1: Actually, I must, must grow some more of those. They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they are lovely. Yeah, yeah, must have
2: more. Uh, We've got got a a message from Nick, Nick Hubbard. It says, I'm growing winter spinach. Can I put out seedlings yet? Also, can I use supermarket garlic to start off growing garlic? Oh, sorry, I think that's from Lorraine, Lorraine Hubbard. Um, So winter spinach. They've been sowing some winter spinach seedlings. Yeah, I guess, as long as they've been hardened off a little. Although it's getting chillier, isn't it? But it's still not really cold and
3: yeah. um the the of spinach is you know they, 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 it's usually alright isn't it yeah, I mean, yeah. If, you want, if you want to get a few leaves over winter it's probably worth putting a cloche over it really because mm. it just keeps them a bit, doing a bit and keeps them growing yeah definitely it stops yeah. them getting soaked as well if you've got heavy soil doesn't it
2: cloche yeah. over the top but yeah anything you're going to eat the leaves of it's a good idea to cover isn't it and um to keep the worst of the weather off but the uh, the shot, shot garlic well I mean I think we've probably all tried it but it's not supposed to be ideal is it um, you know, well it's, it's, it's,
3: it's not always necessarily the right variety that, that's good enough for uh, our oh, so
1: really.
3: a, yeah. a lot of the varieties that we buy to, to, to plant are ones that have been tried and tested in this country and, and mm. a bit um, we don't you, there's no, you've got no idea really where the where this where the supermarket supermarket garlic's come from um, no so it's, I mean you can try it you never oh. know you might, I mean I have heard of people getting good crops from it yeah so
2: you might yes. be um, you do get a choice of um find as well if you buy seed garlic you get nice big you know and it's good seed garlic nice big cloves so they, they've got a really good start Yeah, Um, and you say a bigger choice of varieties that are much better in our climate or bred for our climate. Since you only get one shot at it a year, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're not cheap, but it's probably worth worth the money. Um, Got a question from Andy. What's the best way to get um, salad leaves through the winter? Um, but we mentioned we've all you know, several we've sown some salad leaves. Yeah. Um, again, I suppose pretty hardy, some of them aren't they? Things like corn salad, I've sown some corn salad, yeah. um, which is you know, should do well outside all, all through the winter, but oh, it'll grow.
3: Cress is another good one, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, in all honesty, if you've got if you, if you can get things growing. Now, or you know, you get these growing sort of August, September, they can sort of take over quite nicely over the winter outside, especially if you put blushes out of them. But they never really grow a huge amount, do they? I mean, uh, when you slow, get, they just take over, and then you get to when the length the day lengthens, that's when they start to produce a little bit more leaf, uh, and then you can start harvesting them again. Um, and if you grow them in a greenhouse, you can sometimes get a little bit more leaf to pick, can't you? um but certainly a bit of protection as we've said will just kind of give them a little bit of a a boost
2: yeah if you haven't got any of that any of that you can grow them on a windowsill can't you Though. Yeah. quite well just in a um sort of window box type tray not too deep don't need loads of compost um grow them on a nice bright windowsill but um i to start them off. I'd probably just put a propagator lid over the top until they've germinated. Yeah, as long yeah. as it's your sun, they'll probably grow really well.
1: I mean, I've got quite a few outside at the moment. Just as you say, they're they're on a kind of uh, in a trough with a with a propagator lid over it, and they're coming on fine. But um, obviously, once it gets colder, it's going to slow them down. But uh, yeah, you should be able to get something over the winter, even if it's a little.
2: Yeah. Or as
3: microgreens, now we've got a, a feature M's, haven't we, on microgreens? If
0: you, yeah,
3: you know. and, it, and I mean, you know, the thing is with microgreens is you're only growing them to a very small, they're very small, so you literally mm-hmm. almost harvest them a bit like you do with cress. So you know, you don't, you don't need, you don't need so much um, light because uh, that's one of the biggest problems. It's light, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And day length. Um, but you know, with microgreens, you you can get away in a warm on a wind warm windowsill, they'll they'll shoot up and then you can just harvest them and they and they're just so packed full of nutrients actually compared to the, the larger sized versions of them. So actually you don't need an awful lot. You can just sprinkle them on your food and you're actually getting quite a, a powerful punch of, of nutrients. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're really
2: good, aren't they? And um, like you say, really quick, so it's, it's good to try and something kids can try as well. I think and if you've yes. got a few seeds yeah. left from the yeah. seeds,
3: those yeah. are microgreens, aren't they? Yeah.
2: It's good.
3: Yeah. All- yeah. Any of your leftover seeds, apart from things like tomatoes or aubergines, you can't yeah. eat those. But you know, there's certain leafy, leafy, normal leafy vegetables that you'd eat. Like, I mean, even broccoli, cabbage. Yeah, beetroot.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, sprinkle those on, on it. I mean, you don't need anything big. You don't need a big proper tray. You just, you can use, but I've used. Life is full of what ifs, some
2: awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right?
3: Um, microwave dinner trays because they haven't got holes in and because they haven't got holes in you can stick them straight on the windowsill um, Mm. watering Uh, um, so it doesn't need to be a deep depth of compost to grow them in yeah it's a really
2: good way of starting to grow veg isn't it nice and simple you know in the way of equipment as you say any old recycled trays will do little tiny bit of compost um, yeah, really good. I guess with some microgreens, you can even grow on a bit of tissue, can't you? Things like mustard and cress, that sort of
1: thing. Mm, which
2: mm. All familiar with probably how we all started sewing.
1: Yeah, cotton wool, I think it was. So cotton yeah. wool and put some <laughs> cress on it. Yeah. <laughs> or a face of the eggshell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got a message to Muddy Boots. He's saying, Tony, my tulips never seem to flower the first after the first year. Um, Given up on them now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I tend to we we tend to grow them in containers, um, you know, on the patio and that close to the house where you can see them. And then I'll often plant them in the second year. Plant them I've got down the end of the garden, I've got an area which is just grass, and we plant the bulbs in the grass. Mm. Come up again there. And they're never as spectacular the second year, you usually get some.
1: Um, but they... my, my tulips been fine actually. Some of my daffodils this year seem to be affected by that. They weren't quite so, so flourishing, whereas mm-hmm. the tulips are great. They've come back to probably three years now, pretty good. Yeah. But um, I'm not fine. quite sure why.
3: I sometimes think the same bulb that you plant that original bulb that you plant will produce a good one the first year. Then I sometimes yeah. think it could potentially rot or so, you know mm. the disease sets in. Um, and then sometimes I produce bulbils, which will then come on and produce, but it may take a few years for them to grow, sort of thing. So I think, you know, I, in some respects, chili you almost can almost treat them like annuals. You sort of plant like mm. them out, have a really good show, and then just leave them in and see. But you mm. don't always have a good show, I find. Mm. Yeah. yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah. It
2: depends a little bit on the type as well. Perhaps I'm um, these ones will go on, won't they, but yeah. you know, some ones. But, um, yeah, the big showy ones, as you say, the bulbs split sometimes and, if you if you, you know, it's going to take at least three years for that to grow, isn't it, if it, if it ever does. So, yeah, yeah it's a bit, bit of a mixture. If we've got them in pots, we'll replant them. If they're in a, a bed, we usually rip them out and start
3: again. I've, I mean, I've had better luck with, like, growing them in pots and then lifting them and then drying them off and then replanting them. I found, found that... Yeah, yeah.
2: Got a question from um, time flight. When is the best time to prune a pear tree? I did mine in June and think I've done it wrong. Oh dear. <laughs> well, it depends. Uh, you don't don't say time flight if it's a um, you know a bush tree, standard bush tree, or whether it's um, uh, a sort of wall trained espalier, something like that. Um, so. Pop back and tell us that. If it's, a, if it's a bush tree, then you'd normally prune it when it's dormant in the winter, wouldn't you? Um, yeah. But then I've got some um, a wall-trained pear, and I've summer prune that. So I tend to prune that in August. Don't really want to prune it. You prune yours in June, you mentioned. So if you prune it in June, you'll tend to get a flush of new growth, which will then need pruning again. Um, so... Probably not done any damage. It's just, uh, it's just. So if it's um if it is a wall trained one, something like that, then probably August. When it's kind of finished growing anyway. You're cutting back the summer shoots, and that will encourage more fruiting buds. But if it's a big tree, if it's a sort of standalone bush tree, then um, pruning it in the winter. But uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I try not to prune the trees any more than I can help because obviously every pruning cut is a potential to letting diseases. So it's really just cutting out the dead stuff, isn't it? Cut out the dead bits, um, diseased bits, um, and try and keep it as open a shape as as possible, really. You don't really need to do too much more than that, I don't think. Um, Oh, it's a bush tree. Here we are, we're back. Time back, it's a bush tree and was getting overgrown. So yeah, um dead disease bits, any bits which are growing up through the middle or crossing, get rid of those. Um, you can cut out sort of up to a up to a third of the branches if it's really overgrown, but um, get it back into shape over three years, don't just attack it and give it a big haircut, because all it will do is produce a load more shoots which will have to work a lot of water shoots, which won't be productive. They'll just produce produce lots more growth, more leaves rather than fruit. So just a gradual process of cutting it back over over three or even four years. It's a really big overgrown tree. Um, Yeah, let us know how you get on with that time flight. um, There are some good books. There's a good um, pruning book, RHS Pruning, which takes you through the steps. Um, with some nice diagrams. They never match the tree that you've got, of course, but <laughs> a, good, a good starting point. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't need to, you know, don't panic about it. If it if the tree will still fruit, I can I can tell you that, because um, my garden was part of an old orchard and a lot of my neighbours have still got the odd old tree, apple and pear tree, which never get pruned but it's been a great year for pears this year and they've all got loads of fruit and yet, I don't know how many years it is since they've ever been pruned, but they've still got more more pears than they know what to do with, so don't worry too much. Um, Yeah, so um, what else are we doing in the garden at the moment? I'm still, say, raking leaves, clearing up, um, I haven't pulled my tomatoes up yet, you mentioned
1: you've still got yours Tony outside. Yeah, the, in, the indoor ones in the um, polytunnel, I've, I've, I've lifted all those now, they were yeah. getting a little bit straggly and so I've got all the tomatoes in from that. I've got some um, winter radishes in, they've come on quite quickly, yeah. and uh, some cabbage, some uh, spring cabbage, winter jewel. I've put some of those in, um, sowed them oh, about six weeks ago I think. So they're ready for planting out, but I shall need, like we we're saying about cloches, I'll, I'll cover them, you know, protect them over the winter a little bit.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: But I uh, love, love spring cabbage.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's lovely, isn't it? It's my favourite as well. I and mean, they're not too either. You know, you don't yeah. get great big four-headed cabbage and there's only two of you. It can take, take a oh, week. That's
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, got some leeks. They're coming on nicely. So um, I've got bits of winter veg coming up.
2: Well, better than mine. I've got leaf moth again. I covered
1: oh,
2: them. Up oh, no. And covered them with um, with mesh. And that was from when I planted them out. And somehow they got under the mesh, and they, they just wrecked them all. So <laughs> they all oh. up last
1: week.
2: <laughs> It gives me some more room for for more onions and garlic, I suppose. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I must get must get some garlic in. I haven't, I haven't bought any yet, but um I'll be ready for planting out soon. I like to go garlic each year.
2: Oh yeah, yeah it's nice. And so I grew some in the polytunnel last. Year. lucky to have a, a polytunnel, um, and that did really well. So I'm going to hmm. split in, a few in the polytunnel, hopefully.
1: And yeah. So it was cold enough in the polytunnel you found?
2: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too, I mean, not last winter, not so much, but the winter before, the ground, even in the polytunnel froze, which it's really surprising. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yes. Yes. It was nothing like that last year. Mm. Um, you know, it was, it was still all right, because they say it needs spell, don't they, to
1: Form yeah. yeah. the bulbs. So did you find one did better than the other? Or, were, you know, the polytunnel versus outside? Um,
2: yeah, polytunnel was a bit better actually.
1: Mm. It's interesting. Well,
2: yeah. There was a big difference,
3: but yeah, yeah. well watered in the spring because that's always a crucial time, isn't it? But- yeah, that's difficult. Yeah, that that's that is
2: the thing. It, it's good that in, in that it gives them a nice early start and they're protected from the worst from the worst of the weather or the birds pulling them up. All those things um, they do have to keep watering, and it. You now during hot spells, we were pouring the water on them, yeah, regularly. Yeah. Um, oh, Ben, we've got a question from Ben. What's the easy thing to grow if you live in a small flat without a garden? Mm. Oh, so we, we mentioned the um, uh, salad leaves, didn't we?
1: Salad leaves, definitely.
2: Excellent. Um, that's certainly what I grow best. I grow lettuces, Um so I do find that, I, I mean, I try winter lettuces out in the polytunnel, but I find they tend to rot off. So mm. I, those are salad leaves as well, yeah. instead of trying to grow four heads. Um, herbs, of course, you can pot up some herbs now, if you've got got any outside and bring them in. Or if you haven't, buy some herb plants and keep those handy for your cookie.
1: Some radish, uh, a few spring onions in a little pot.
2: Yeah, in a pot. Yeah. Um, and if you've got a tiny space outside, you can grow a few things like that. Can't you? close to the house wall.
3: You can get dwarf tomatoes now, can't you? Really oh, little tiny bush yeah. tomatoes.
1: Yeah. Which one.
3: are sort of been bred to be, you know, grown on a windowsill. Um, yeah. not this time of year, but in come spring, you'll be able to buy those.
1: Veranda um, yeah. Ber- not- red's the uh, one we've tried, isn't it, I think. Remember yeah. the under red? Yeah, that's a bush one.
2: Yeah, and peppers, grow peppers. Again, not this time of yeah. year, but one to think of for next year. Sowing in the spring, sowing in early January, February, so you can get going with those quite quickly.
3: And if you've got any outside space at all, I mean, even if you could just got a little bit of a wall, you could just grow a, put a growing bag and that be mm. with lettuce. You could, you could grow tomato, three tomatoes in it. You could grow courgette plant in it.
2: Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah.
3: yeah. You know, if you've only got enough space just for one grown bag somewhere outside, mm. yeah. it's flat, obviously, you know. It's a, yeah. Yeah. You
2: know, it's a lot better. Oh well, we've got uh, one final question from uh, Muddy Boots before we have to sign off. Says, have you guys used peak free compost yet? If so, what are your thoughts? Um, what was that um, have you guys tried beet free compost yet oh beet free what, what are your thoughts about it yeah mm. yeah, uh, yeah um, I've had yeah, it's uh, mostly yeah. okay I've had a few mixed experiences with it um, but I know there, there are a few new ones out uh, due to come out uh, for the new year for the spring season I think there's one uh, I think Westland already produced Pete free are uh, producing another one and uh, levington I think've got a brand new one out I don't know if Westlands is new or if it's a, a change you know, sort of an addition to the range they already do the, the new horizon I think is the western ones't it um, but there's a, a new levington one coming out which obviously I haven't tried yet so that might be worth a certain worth a go um, yeah I, I had a few mixed results and started mixing around um, which you can do if you're buying coir and add fertiliser to it. Um, so that's another option perhaps. But there are some good ones out there, aren't there? So the,
3: the thing with it is the seed sowing I think is the tricky thing, isn't it? In the peat oh. tree or it had been. I mean, these they, they're gradually improving them because that was always the problem, wasn't it? In the past was mm. the new peat trees were... Once, once things got mature, it wasn't quite so bad, but it it was just oh. the seed sowing. Um, yeah. But yeah. there are alternatives, as I say, to 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 that. Um, I mean, I've I've used. I must admit, I have quite often. I've used John Innes seed compost, which I know has got some peat in it, but it's not quite as much as some of the peat based ones. Just just a small amount just to get the seeds going, and then i've used i have used I tend to use peak free for the certainly for mature stuff mm. uh, but i would I do want to go peak free I think it's really important that we do um, yeah I, you know it is tricky it's not been an easy transition I don't think
2: I know some companies have been trying been experimenting with it for for a long long time now um you know to my knowledge, at least twenty years, and uh, it's taken this long to. It's not just the mixture, is it? It's getting enough material to be able to supply everybody, all the nurserymen as well as, as all the gardeners, and that's been a that's been very difficult, I know. But um, yeah, there are some good ones out there, um, or you can experiment with mixing your own. To say with with coir, I use a coir and loam, and um, it's basically a John Innes that I make up, but. Um, just, you know, use it in, in place of peat or use croyer. Um So yeah, um, there we go. Plenty to try and, and look out for some new compost as well. If you're not in a situation where you'd ever want to mix your own, there are some more new ones out there. Um, and also some that you can get may order as well, order in bulk, um, companies that you might not necessarily see in your garden centre. Right folks, well we've answered all our questions I think this morning. Uh, really enjoyed that that's good it goes so quickly doesn't it yeah good yeah so well i hope everybody enjoyed that and um remember if you've got any questions you can always send us uh, send us anything via the, the magazine um check out the website as well we've got uh, some good subscription offers going on at the moment so do do have a look visit us at uh, www.kitchengarden.co.uk and um have a look and see if you like the site and uh, subscribe to us. So it's been great Thanks very much and, um, Thank you. Have lots <laughs> If you enjoyed this podcast you can subscribe to Kitchen Garden Prime for just 4.99 per month. you'll be getting a whole lot for your plot including an easy read tablet and phone edition to read anywhere anytime. Exclusive access to 10 years of digital back-issue archives, access to exclusive content from the online allotment, the Mud website, plus the monthly print magazine will be delivered free to your door each month. Head to classicmagazines.co.uk forward slash kgprime
3: to sign up today.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.